It's a story of lots of options on these most recent Doughboys episodes. Join us at the buffet as we discuss episode 120, Hometown Buffet with Tony Charlene, and episode 121, Shakey's Pizza with Kyle Mooney. Welcome to Faux Boys, the podcast about Doughboys, the podcast about chain restaurants. I am Aaron Staley. And I am Brendan Drischler. And we are it this week. We are yep. everybody on the podcast. Uh, no Brian or Rob, uh, because they don't care about our listeners. No. Or us, really. Or us. That much seems clear. Yeah. It I seems to be. Brian yeah, I mean, that much is clear as well, that you've always suspected that. Yeah. Um, have you been? Anything fun happen over the last couple of weeks, fast food wise or otherwise? <laughs> uh, no, no, not so much. It's it's been pretty pretty low key here because we've been uh, we're getting some of the residual rain now at this point, so it's been not really uh, outdoor weather. It's been beautiful in DC. Uh, believe it or not, I've been biking all over the place. It's been beautiful in DC. Believe it or not. Oh. Lucky you. Yeah, I don't know. We must have dodged all the bullets of every thing having to do with any of this weather stuff. Um, I did get to try KFC, which I always oh, told yeah, you guys you I was going to try to do. Uh, how, so maybe how did you feel about it? I, I actually really liked it. Um, I went to – there's a KFC about 10 minutes from me. It's a combo KFC Taco Bell. Um, and I'm realizing now that I actually used to live like across the street from another KFC Taco Bell location. Um, so I guess those combos are like pretty common, at least yeah, around here. Um, but I got, uh, I got a, and I didn't write down my exact order like Nick Weiger would, but I got some sort of like combo box, um, that had, uh, chicken pieces in it and I got boneless fried chicken as I always do. Um, mac and cheese. And then I got the, um, uh, mashed potatoes as well as an additional side and a Coca-Cola uh, to drink on the side. Um, I had never had any KFC, you know, KFC at all before, and I really enjoyed the the chicken. I got the regular, not the the extra crispy that like you all suggested, and I really enjoyed it. Um, I feel like it's probably hard to do fried chicken badly, but I can see why KFC is like a big chain, you know. Yeah. So I finally experienced it. Congratulations to you. Thank you. I did like, in a surprising twist, I really liked the mashed potatoes, um, which you all told me were not worth trying. <laughs> uh, but my girlfriend really likes them, so I was like, I'll try these. And then the fries, uh, or not the fries, I didn't get the fries. I was curious about the fries, but three sides seemed like a lot, considering that I was like not hungry enough for two sides. That's fair. Um, and the mac and cheese I wasn't about. I don't know, something about fast food mac and cheese. I have yet to see a uh, fast food mac and cheese that does it for me. It's possible. It's been so many years since I've been to a KFC that I honestly couldn't <laughs> tell you how the mac and cheese was at all. So, like, it's, you know, this is all childhood memories. Somebody there. was pulling for it, though, I feel like, yeah. for the mac and cheese. Well, I guess we'll never know, since nobody nobody deigned to show up this week. <laughs> um, no. Shall we jump into our episodes for the last uh, couple weeks? Yeah, I guess we should. Okay, so two weeks ago was the Hometown Buffet episode with Tony Charlene. Have you heard of either of these things before? Uh, you mean either Hometown Buffet or Tony? Yeah. No. <laughs> um, I, I, so, I had to look it up, the the buffet, and apparently it 
exists under many names, like Satan himself. And one of the forms <laughs> that it took was the old country buffet, which is what I'm used to. Like that's that's I, I, I assume it's the same restaurant, but interesting. Whatever reason. But that's what we had by me when I was younger. And so that's what I am familiar with it being called. Did you go there like more than once? Like are you, this is a place you like know? Uh, I went there with I feel like with my grandparents. Like I feel like it's yeah. they, they go into this, but it's like it's buffets are a very old person sort of thing, right? Because yeah. it's cheap and the food is never very exotic or frightening. It's always gonna be something you're familiar with. And it's you know, if you're not an adventurous eater, I'm sure you're gonna have a very good time there. So I have memories of going there with grandparents, more so than something that like, you know, my parents would say, Let's go there for dinner. It's such a wild thing to me because, like, I've had that experience of going to a buffet with grandparents, and I never would have thought it was, like, a pattern among all grandparent-aged people. I was just like, oh, yeah, like, these weird these weird old people like to go to this weird buffet for some reason. Like, okay, uh, I'll go. There's options, I guess. It's like a residual Great Depression thing, I always assume. The concept oh, of, like, yeah. you're going someplace, you're spending not a lot of money, and you're getting all the food you can eat, so you might as well, you know stuck yourself stupid for a short period of time because you don't know when your next meal is going to come from yeah i guess that makes sense i don't know i mean i like i love buff like i I don't know i haven't oh yeah i do too i'm not knocking the concept certainly but i also like haven't voluntarily gone to a buffet in like three years maybe right i mean i don't even know any like no of course not yeah i'm young i'm a millennial but (laughs) struggling to think of any places near me that are just like a straight up like that like i had gone uh with a gentleman friend of mine to a mall a couple uh like two weekends ago and as we were leaving the mall we saw a sign for an old country buffet like in that mall we were like oh that's weird i really didn't think we still had them out here and we looked it up online later it had been closed for like years but it still (laughs) looked like it was there so it was like i had wandered into some sort of time warp or something where like you expect to go in and see all these old people still sitting there, just like, you know, contentedly <laughs> eating their mashed potatoes and realizing that, like, you know, you're actually trapped in 1997 or something. That's where, that's where everyone's dead grandparents go, is the, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the ghost of hometown, bu- or uh, what is it, old country old buffet? Old country buffet. <laughs> uh, that's a good afterlife concept. I can get behind that. <laughs> I, you know, that's a, I would like that, actually. There, there are far worse places I could see myself spending eternity. Heaven is an all-you-can-eat buffet, and you have a wonderful appetite. Hell yeah. is an all-you-can-eat buffet, and you're full, but you have to keep eating. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like some concepts of like the Jewish heaven and hell are that it's like, oh, it's it's all the same. It's just how you relate to it that defines if it's heaven or hell, you know. Um, which I've always found to be an interesting concept. That uh, is my the extent of my knowledge about the Jewish afterlife. <laughs> It's a weird thing because it's like not really well defined. Yeah, what I find the... that like fascinating. Yeah, because there's there's absolutely no like you go to a place and it's all white and there's clouds and angels. Yeah, and it's nothing like that at all. It's very much like you go to heaven and you bask in God's glory. Okay, <laughs> uh, tell me about that experience. You know, I think the most like concrete. Uh, explanation I ever got of like the theology of the Jewish heaven is that, and by the way, this is the best topic for our podcast about a food podcast. Absolutely. Um, is, is that it, it is almost like a reincarnation thing, but not in a concrete sense where your exact consciousness will go into a new 
body or something, okay. but it's that your soul gets reabsorbed into the lake of souls that that are and ever will be, and then broken off a piece of for like another another uh, life at some point later. Um, huh. I don't know, but all that's all, it's it's weird because the Jewish religion has mysticism like that in it, but it's mm-hmm. it's a weird fringe part of the religion in a lot of ways. Um, Is that like Kabbalah? Yeah, exactly, okay. Kabbalah. So for like hundreds of years, Kabbalah and all that other mysticism stuff, all the stuff that like Hasidic Jews talk about as opposed to um, like modern Orthodox or like non-Hasidic Orthodox Jews, like they're all about like mysticism and the pleasures of life and and the way these things all relate to, you know what I mean, like non-technical stuff. And yeah. that's all like kind of sketchy when it comes to Judaism at least in the orthodox sense because it's basically just been a religion of rules and laws without any of that mysticism and stuff for forever um, which I attribute to part of the reason of why it's all so sort of fractured and like sort of mysterious all of the all of the mysticism and theology and stuff that, that gets talked about because it was sort of like backdoor stuff like back channel stuff before, like for, for a long long time apparently um, anyway, it's, uh, it's a, it's a very interesting religion. Um, much like this episode of the Doughboys podcast. <laughs> nice segue. So they start out this episode bickering about, like, who talks more on the podcast or something. Mm-hmm. And they're bickering for, like, ten minutes at the yeah, beginning of this right. podcast. And, and what I realized, like, eight minutes in, is there's someone sitting there next to them not only is there like engineer you song there like watching them and anyone else in mitch's house at that time or whatever there's also just like their friend who's donated their time to be on their podcast sitting at mitch's kitchen table between them right because they've they've explained that they sit people between them and they're just going at it for 10 minutes before they they address this person and bring them into the conversation they know what they're getting into at that right I guess so, but it's just like so absurd. Like there's this whole, all podcasts do this, not just Doughboys, but there's this whole theater that like the guest isn't there yet until they're like introduced or whatever. Yeah, but I mean, when you look at a lot of like comedy bang bang, see when you have people who don't show up like (laughs) until thirty minutes into the episode or something, right? It's it's just so bizarre to me to imagine that they're just sort of sitting there, either like laughing or sitting there quietly, whatever it is you feel like doing, and uh, I don't know. Man, I don't know. This is what happens when we record on phones and never see each other. <laughs> I know. We still have to do our Boys meetup in Pittsburgh one of these exactly, days. Exactly, we do. We'll do it. All our, our 12 loyal fans will be so ecstatic to see those pictures <laughs> of us finally together in person. Yep. Uh, it's wild that Mitch put his name, or put Tony's name in his phone as future wife, right? Yes, it is. That's, like, absurd, right? Yes, it is. Okay. No, Just that's, checking. That's- no, yeah, that's that's like uh, it's one of those like rom com things that if people do it in real life, you're like, oh, that's a little yeah, a little odd. I like, mean, I've like it, I've like made long shots, taken long shots rather before, but that's a that's a real three pointer from the half court. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't understand your sports analogy, but I get the gist. Of oh, I have reached the end of my sports analogy now, so I'm glad <laughs> okay. I didn't need to go any further. Uh, how do you feel about eating food out of the trash, Brendan? Oh, no, never, never. Now, I wrote down something, I wrote down the words Mount Trashmore. Uh Uh-huh. Tell me about Mount Trashmore. What was Mount Trashmore? 
I remember it coming up as a concept, but I don't remember what it was about. <laughs> Were these like your favorite types of trash? I think it was one of these <laughs> loose Doughboys things where it yeah. just becomes interpretable at every pick by everyone else. I just remember Mitch talking about how like, if you took broken glass out of garbage, it would be fun to play in. <laughs> this explains why he was a, a garbage man yes, it does. at one point. It's like, grand old time. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know who would eat out of the trash. I guess there's freeganism and people out there who do that, and it's fine, but... No, that's unsettling to me, too. Yeah, I'm not about it. I don't know. It's, it's, uh, uh, it's, uh, I I just, I don't know. I think about it sometimes, because I'm like, if I ended up living, like, home, home, homelessly, with, you know, without a home Mm -hmm. and money to buy food, I guess the two don't really go hand in hand. Um, but if I ended up not having money to buy food... I, food from the mm-hmm. trash would probably be like a pretty good choice at a certain point. Right. Well, I mean, you know, yeah, at that point, certainly. But as none of us are at that point yet, it's not something that I can really work through. Yeah. It's just, uh, yeah. E- I mean, even if it was like, I-, I don't know. And I know I'm an anal retentive sort, but even <laughs> if you were to take like, you know, a piece of pizza that was in a Tupperware container and you were to just chuck that Tupperware container in the trash, I would still not want to eat the pizza if from, from like, you know, take the Tupperware out, open the container and eat the pizza inside because it has still been inside the trash. Yeah. I touched my bagless trash can today. I like my roommate took the bag out and then I touched the lid mm. to see if there was like a bag in there. And then there wasn't. And then I went to wash dishes, mm-hmm. which involved soap but just mm-hmm. the mere fact of my hand going from the trash can to my dishes gave me the willies. So I I think I'm with you on this. I don't know. Yeah. Even yeah, even something like in a wrapper or something, I would just have a hard time. And that's you know, because I could just get another one of whatever the thing exactly. is. Exactly. You know, and that's definitely what I would do. I mean, I feel like I have a lot of weird like. Food, like I don't like to eat food if it's been sitting out for too like at a party or something yeah. at a certain point food that has been sitting out will just, like I just won't eat it because it's been sitting out at room temperature like where you know people are for too long and I know that's like a super inattentive thing to think but it's just I don't know yeah I feel like I feel like it could get like contaminated the longer it's sitting out there people like talking across it or whatever exactly people like you know God forbid sneezing or coughing or whatever just goodness you know particles exactly particles everywhere yeah i'm fine with that but if something is left in the fridge too long mm-hmm. i don't know i made i had collard greens yesterday that were, had been in the fridge and were 10 days past their best buy date and i was going <laughs> to throw them away and then my roommate was like no these are fine you just have to like rinse them and she rinsed them and i cooked them and they're fine i ate them for lunch today and they're fine <laughs> But, like, I definitely would have thrown those away if there wasn't somebody standing there watching me and going, you will be fine if you eat those. They are still going to taste good. God, and I know that's true, right? I know that sell-by dates are such, like, a like a nebulous thing, right? Where it's, like, unless it actually looks or smells bad, yeah. like, you're still good to eat it. But I can't get that through my head. Like, if milk has gone bad, like, if it's, if it's, oh, it's God, the day yeah. of the sell-by date, like, it's going in the sink. Yep. I just won't even risk it. Yeah. Uh... Well, sorry. One other thing I yeah. found really interesting about this episode was uh, they talked about a lot of like different other restaurants that they related to these restaurants. Like they know a lot of restaurants, mm-hmm. and it never really occurred to me before. But they know 
way more restaurants than like you and I do, or at least more than I do. <laughs> like they're they're like good good hosts for this podcast. You know what I mean? They're, it's a good yeah. choice to have them be the doughboys, and they all know all the same restaurants. Like they they must know three times as many restaurants as I know. Yeah, which is I'm, wild I'm, to me. I'm sure they do. I feel like I I you know I know the same couple of places that I like to go to. And then I sort of stick within that kind of region, you know? Like, I stick yeah. with places that are near my apartment for the most part. <laughs> yeah, I it's mean... laziness. I, I, see, I, like, because I didn't eat at restaurants for, like, 20 years of my life, I was, like, very... I was always very, like, curious about them all, you know? I was always mm -hmm. like, oh, like, you know, what is KFC? Like, what are yeah, all these yeah. places like? Like, I bet it's so good and it's so weird, you know? But even with that, and now with my, like, want to go to all of these places which i still haven't done like mm -hmm. there's still a shit ton of places that just like haven't entered my consciousness for whatever reason i wonder if it's related to like advertising and just like how much the different places advertise i was gonna say also geographical locations right yeah, because i feel true. like there's a shit ton of places they do on this podcast that i have simply never heard of and yeah. i just always assume it's a west coast sort of thing yeah it's wild like it's like half harrows yeah such a landmark episode of the show mm -hmm. and like and I yet such a foreign place to me. Yeah, I have no idea what a caro like what's a caro yeah. is. I don't know. It sounds good. We don't have to get into this, but like what an unappealing name for a restaurant too, doesn't it? <laughs> doesn't it just sound like like it's related to a graveyard or something in yeah. some way? <laughs> Guys, you gotta think this thing through. Well, your grandfather just hasn't been the same since he got Caro's disease. <laughs> Like it sounds like something that would affect your foot or something. I don't know. Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking of like Barrow, like B A R R O W. Like it just sounds too much like Barrow for me. Yeah. Which, like, who needs to think of that? Who needs to think of like you know a cemetery when you're it's eating? It's like a Barrow, but one worse. Yeah, exactly. Much worse. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Caro's. Well, also like hometown buffet. I guess it's evocative of like a a, a feeling. But same with, like, what was your one? Like, Old Country? Old Country like, Buffet. Like, they evoke... They're trying to evoke something. It's... it's but also, it's not it just, good branding. No, it's it's so vague, too. Like, yeah. what is that? I guess, again, if you're aiming for a demographic of, like, 70-year-old people, then I'm sure that works aces on them. Right. But that, like... They might as well just call what, it what food plate mean? restaurant. Exactly, like right? <laughs> just call it buffet for all the good it's doing me. <laughs> right. I don't know. It's weird, and this this episode was kind of weird. Um, yeah. They ended it by talking about Icelandic food. I've never had any experience. Have you? No, me neither. Um, I did. I started ordering, and and by started ordering, I mean I signed up for a, like a monthly uh, international snack box uh, oh. called what Universal Yums. Okay. Um, and. At first, I was like, I'm never going to do something like this because it's going to be like too expensive. It's like 15 hmm. bucks a month for like a oh, tiny, wow. like a, you know, like a VHS size box, or like mm -hmm. two VHSs stacked on top of one another, and it's got mm -hmm. like a couple bag of chips and a couple little candies and like some cookies or something from like a different country. So I've gotten two so far, one from Colombia and one from uh, South Korea, okay. and they were both like really interesting with at least two or three like very tasty weird things in there. And then, like, some random stuff. And then, like, inevitably, like, eight hard candies that I never eat. Because, <laughs> like, who eats hard candies? Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's super cool. It's a super cool thing, and it's, like, way cheap. They're not, like, an advertiser or anything. But until we get but advertisers. But maybe someday. And maybe someday. Universal Yums, get at us at Foboy's Pod on Twitter. 
at Benview Network. Come on, let's put something together. <laughs> um, somehow Mitch managed to spill a candy bar. Yeah. On this episode, and I love the I love the talk about spilling. Like other podcasts, will have people like knock over a glass of water every once in a while, and you'll just hear them clean up really quick or whatever. Mm-hmm. On this podcast, they just talk. Oh, I spilled! Like they're four year olds, and it's just. <laughs> They're just like, oh no, I spilled. They spend an, yeah, there is an important <laughs> amount of time spent on people spilling things and the focus, you know, thereof. Good for them. I feel like I could just imagining them like wallowing in whatever they've spilled then, like until you song comes by to dab them down. <laughs> Has it have you noticed like I feel like there's been a sort of a definite turn since you song came back that he's become increasingly like Mitch's live in manservant or something. <laughs> Where it's just like every t- like he's getting the door all the time and things like that. And it just seems like at a certain point he's like not become an employee of Feral Audio. And he's just sort of like whatever Mitch needs to be done around the house. He gets the door. He gets the mail. He cooks pizza. Yes. He's probably like programming the Roomba or something. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I love him as sort of like the third member of the podcast. Oh, I did too. He's great. Um, I'm like I'm, a huge. I'm glad he's back. Yeah. Oh, me too. You song if you're listening. What's up? We love you. Welcome back. Um, I I always love, like, the mild-mannered engineer, like, character on podcasts. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Brett Morris, like, starred at Earwolf does that really well on Mm -hmm. Who Charted and um, what are the other shows he, he, like, talks on sometimes. Uh, Sometimes he's on Improv for Humans. Yeah. And uh, there's another one. Oh, no. There's another one he's on sometimes. I can't think of what it would be off the top yeah. of my head. Anyway, he's like, he's like super good at like being on a podcast. Mm. He's like he's actually billed as like the third co-host sometimes on uh, Who Charted When, yeah, which is like awesome because he's and he is like friends with the hosts and like a good part of it. And I'd like I think it'd be cool if Yusung like was on even more like as as time went on. Um, like I really enjoy his episode when he was he was he was on a double right when he yeah. when they did the feedback. Um. I don't really like that. Sorry, I went a little Mitch there for a second. Couldn't get my words out. Um, but yeah, I think he's good, and I want him to be on on the show more. Um, what do you think of this episode, Brandon? Uh, it, it was fine as a, as a you know, it, it it was sort of the equivalent of Old Country Buffet or whatever the fuck it is food in that it's there, it's fine. I have no objection to it. It's not going to be something that you think about or remember too much. Yeah, uh, you want to rate it? Yeah, three. Wow. 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 Uh, yeah, I would say the same. Um, you, you know, the word that comes to mind for this episode is rollicking. Mm-hmm. But it was a good time. Like, it wasn't, no, it it was. wasn't like, a great, gr- one of the greats. Um, but I definitely was, like, in the flow of Doughboys with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think... And it seemed clearly that Tony's, like, friends with the hosts, or at least Mitch, and, like, has good chemistry with them. Exactly. Um, I think it suffered because of the subject matter, honestly, and like yeah, it's just like it's you know like garbage in, garbage out kind of thing. Yeah. It's like thoroughly mediocre, uninteresting food in right. a whole chunk of your conversation is just not going to give you that much to do. Yeah. Whereas like, and now I'm a huge Jesse Thorne fan, but he's not a super he's not like super like friendly. I think with Mitch and Nick, so like mm-hmm. I feel like his episode might have suffered from like a little bit of like tone balancing i guess you could say as they like found the, their conversational flow yeah but the fact that they all had great personalities and the food they talked about was fascinating 
made that, like, to me, a really good and memorable episode. This one was kind of the opposite. Like, the flow was super there. Um, Tony Charlene was super funny, but mm-hmm. also, like, I just don't know that there was anything that made this episode stand out. So I'm also no. actually going to go at three uh, bad hashtags. So wow. We're in the uh, hand-holding club here. Just the two of us. Let's move on to, I know, just the two of us holding hands and talking into microphones. <laughs> Story of my life. <laughs> Hello out there in Benview Podcast Land. My name is Josh and this is Jesse. Hello. And we happen to do a podcast about video games called the Extra Damage Cast. Indeed we do. If you like to talk about video games or more accurately listen to other people talk about video games, you should check out our podcast. It's at extradamage.com or on the Benview Network website, whatever that is. The next episode, the most recent one, is Sharkies with Kyle Mooney. Shakies. Well, my notes, my notes say, sh- <laughs> if, if you must know, my notes say Sharkies with Mile Mooney. I stand corrected. <laughs> Mile Mooney, mild mannered comedian. Mild mannered Mile Mooney. <laughs> so uh, this one did not have the problem of a boring restaurant, in my opinion. No, it did not. Um, and let's just jump into my first note here, which is that Nick Weiger is convinced that the lead singer of Green Day is Billy Joe Tolliver, <laughs> which had me laughing out loud walking down the street <laughs> with my headphones in. <laughs> I, I had never heard of Billy Joe Tolliver, the football player. I never had either, and then someone photoshopped it online with with like Billy Joe Armstrong's haircut. I didn't see that. We'll, we'll uh, uh, retweet yeah, that on the photo. I have to page. figure out where the fuck it was, but yeah. That's amazing. Uh, I have to retweet the Billy Joe Tolliver Green Day uh, picture on the Phobos thing. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, I just... I uh, Just the total randomness of of that, and combined with my typos making me just making me lose it right now. Maybe we'll name this episode Shark, Sharkies with Mile Mooney. Maybe, I we'll like start, maybe we'll start doing episode names instead of just talking about the episodes. Um, what do you think of this, Owen? I'm sorry, what I think of what? Of this episode. Oh, the episode? I liked it a lot. I like Kyle Mooney, given that he was not, he didn't seem terribly familiar with the concept. And I mean, I don't know how well he knows them necessarily. It's always one of those things that you, you know, when one, when, when the guest is like based in an entire city, like an entire other city, yeah. You know, it, it, you sort of wonder how often these people actually like get to see each other. But I thought he was he was good. Yeah, I thought I thought like he's clearly not super comfortable with like being on a podcast, which I thought mm-hmm. was really interesting. But I thought him and Nick and Mitch were clearly like friends and like had funny stuff to talk about. Yeah, I mean? definitely. Um, yeah, it's 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 interesting like that that juxtaposition when people are come from another city and like try to like exist in the space because i feel like most of their uh guests are like in their little scene right i mean well i I feel that with like pretty much any podcast i listen to right where where it's almost always that unless they're there promoting something it's it's la based people and it's always sort of such like a weird anomaly to have someone there who is based in new york or something like that it's always either like somebody who's friends with the host or like somebody who's a big get and the host is freaking out a little bit Exactly. I will say Kyle Mooney did a great bit on Instagram, like I'm gonna say like almost two years ago now probably. Mm-hmm. Um 
where they created a him and him and another comedian whose name I, I don't remember created an Instagram for the D and K podcast that was going to be their podcast, and it was all these Instagram videos like hyping up this fictional podcast mm-hmm. and slowly going off the rails. It went on for like two <laughs> or three weeks. It got more and more absurd. It's absolutely worth a look up if you're like interested in that kind of thing, like podcasts uh-huh. and like comedians and like absurdism. It's uh, super funny. Um, and that's I actually mentioned that on the Phoboys feed. I guess I don't know if anybody got it, but when uh, when it was advertised that he was going to be on the show, because that's as far as I know, that's like Kyle's main connection to podcasting is he once did a bit about making a podcast. I mean, it must be right because I, I know him yeah. from SNL and I know him from Brigsby Bear now, obviously. But like SNL was really the thing that I was familiar with. Yeah. Um, and I do love him on SNL. He was great. I love his, uh, him and mm-hmm. Beck Bennett, their like San Diego bro bit that they do. It was yeah. like very true to San Diego, which I'm <laughs> from there. I visit a couple times a year and it's, it's very true to the vibe of like San Diego bros in my experience. Um, do you get California burritos up where you're at? Like, are you familiar with this concept of the California burrito that they were talking about? I am, and the, the the concept they were talking also about things being like California style and what you associate it with. Yeah. I always associate it with meaning that there's avocado on it. Yeah, definitely avocado, like for sure. Like yeah. nothing, nothing can be called a California thing without having avocado on it. Yeah, like there can be other crap on there too. Like maybe you know, I, fucking what do I know? Like pepper jack cheese or whatever the fuck else you want to call it to make right. it California style. But like it's inevitably <laughs> always avocado. Yeah, it's avocado. And when I was out in California. Yeah. When anytime I'm out in California, I always eat a shit ton of avocados. Um, in part because my parents, who I visit out there, literally will at any at any moment have like four to five avocados just like ripening on the counter, and I will millennially take the opportunity to wake up and make myself an avocado toast for breakfast because like when oh, else do I have such you. easy access to avocados and avocado toast? Exactly, it's the bomb, dude. You know what I should do? This should, mm-hmm. I just realized this. Because I started eating lunch or uh, eating breakfast at work now, mm-hmm. so I can't make avocado toast or like scrambled eggs for breakfast anymore. But I could totally get avocados for work. Like I could yeah. totally have avocados ripening on my desk at work. You could be that guy. That just occurred to me. Oh, I'm already that guy. I have oh, okay. like a plate and a bowl and like <laughs> two bike helmets and like Clorox wipes. And, like, glasses cleaner. Like, uh, I've collected things. You might want to pick one gimmick and stick with it, Aaron. Well, this That's is, my advice. It's even more of a crime because I'm a consultant. Like, mm-hmm. I am not a full-time employee at the office that I'm at. Mm-hmm. I've been there for a year and a half. Like, I'll probably be there for a while longer still. But, like, I should not be nesting like I am <laughs> <laughs> in this cubicle that I could I could leave at any moment. Like, I love my client and I love my company, but... At any moment, they could call me and say, you are switching projects tomorrow. You do not go back to that office. And I would just say goodbye to the shoes I leave there, the helmet I left there, like every – like the the little – all the little cables I've got to hook my laptop up to the monitors and stuff, like all of that stuff. I don't know. It's a bad habit. I just accumulate more and more things there. In the, in the name of like minimalism and making my life simpler, I accumulate all this crap there. Oh, fuck minimalism. I know. It's bad. It's good, but it's bad. No, it is, right? It's it's good, but it's also like this bizarre obsession to me that I don't quite understand. Yeah, I don't know. I've ended up, I, I like, for the longest time, I would like buy stuff to like simplify my life. 
Like I was like, I'm going to buy myself the thing and it's going to be the nice thing. And it's also going to make my life simpler because I'm buying the nice thing. Mm-hmm. And then at a certain point, I lost track of like the making your life simpler part. Yep. And I was just like, I just buy shit now. <laughs> and then I moved and I've just been like, I don't know. I got to I gotta tighten this all up. So I don't know. Listen, it's hard to figure out how to live your life in the best, best way possible. I feel but you. We're all trying our best. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> the, this episode, they talked about their favorite foods, just like straight up listing their favorite foods. Um what, did they do like top five or like a, they should have done Mount Food more? <laughs> Just uh. distill that that concept to its most basic possible like, exp, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Ex, there's a word. Uh, there is expression. Like, <laughs> there it is. Listen, I'm three quarters of the way into my beer at this point. I can't speak. Anymore. No, I, I feel you. I just when, when I found out it was only going to be the two of us, I was like, I should probably drink something alcoholic. Also, <laughs> I mean, it just helps. You know, it, it loosens me a little bit, you know? Yeah. I mean, just don't not drink in podcast is what I That's would right. say to anybody. Um, what's, oh, what's on your on your Mount Foodmore? <sighs> like, it's boring, right? It's so boring because it would just probably be just cheeseburger, burrito, pizza. If I can think of three. Did they do three or five? They did five, but I'm I'm making it three because like, okay, fuck, cool. fuck coming up with five. Like, Yeah, I, I think I can narrow it to three. And then after that point, it would be like, oh, chicken. But – it's yeah right it, it's it's yeah. like boring it's it's the boring basic stuff the stuff yeah. that like i just eat the most i would say like fried chicken has really been growing on me um but i don't know if it's like in the mount food per se just yet kfc anywhere near me really like i, I, I would I, I would not even begin to guess where the nearest kfc is we have a few popeyes in boston which are good but i don't think we have enough fried chicken places for it to like ever really get that foothold you yeah know? see i've never been to popeyes also uh see that's the money chicken really is that where i need to be going yeah i i would definitely say try it. again also have not been to kfc in years so i can't really effectively compare it but popeyes is very good and popeyes like this is going to sound like the worst possible thing i could say to someone <laughs> but they have a shrimp po' boy and it's actually pretty good no i'm into it i like that and I, yeah, see, that's the thing. Like I do too, but I feel like saying someone like, "Oh, a fast food shrimp po' boy" is something I recommend you try. Is just sort of like being like, "Oh, like really? Why the fuck would you tell someone that?" But I honestly, I, I really do enjoy that thing. See, I've also been trying to cut down on my, um, my red meat mm-hmm. and like less so my chicken. Like where I'm at now is like I'm actively trying to eat less beef and pork. I'm like, will ideally choose not to eat chicken. But I'm, like, mm-hmm. fine with eating chicken. And then the goal is, like, seafood and, like, plants. Um, not veganism, per se. And I think – I'm not the kind of person who's – I'm never going to, like, cut out meat or whatever. But this is just, mm-hmm. like, I try to eat less, like, red meat and chicken if possible. So no, it's very you. cool to hear, like, a good, a good like, seafood option from a fast food restaurant. Because I feel like there isn't a ton out there There's in terms no, I mean, of, like – I'm, like, continually surprised that Long John Silver still exists – because who wants to buy fast food seafood? Because seafood right. is so like finicky. I don't know. Exactly. Although I don't know, but like fish and chips, right? Surely someone could do fish and chips. But oh, I guess yeah. it's then a question of then like, what else do you have? Like, is this all you're going to do? Is this your entire gimmick? Yeah, that's very interesting. That there's not really a fast food fish and chips place. Yeah, I mean, again, Long John Silver's, but they're just like 
teetering on the cusp of bankruptcy, I think, perpetually. That that makes sense to me. Churches has uh, fish fillets, like fried fish. They're fish sticks. They're fish sticks. They're like fish, big fish sticks. See, I've never um, been there either. I don't think we have one of those. No, they're, they're almost nowhere <laughs> in like our region of the world. You know what I mean? There's exactly yeah. one in D.C., and it happens to be across the street from my work. So I've gone there a couple of times. Um, but yeah, I can't expect any of y'all to ever end up at churches. No, I'll try. Yeah, if you find it. Um, Mitch told a horrifying story in this episode about his uh, friend puking everywhere on his shoes. Yeah. These couple episodes, and the doubles as well, have been heavy on the bodily discussions. Yes, they have, haven't they? I don't know how I feel about it. I'm not wild about that. Yeah, it's... (laughs) It's a uh, lot. It's I, a lot I'm, to be presented uh, with in juxtaposition with a food, with food. conversation. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Because this is also something that I usually listen to like before lunch when I'm thinking like, oh, what do I want to <laughs> eat today? And then I get off like 15 minutes of them talking about people vomiting Ugh. or yeah. popping pimples, as it were. <laughs> oh, fuck me. Yeah, it's too much. I don't know. Um, have you hung out at barcades before? Uh, I was at want well okay so like the strict barcade that they're talking about i believe not like you know more of a dave and buster style thing yeah i have been to one and it was in new york and i don't remember the name of it whatsoever but it is to be fair almost exactly like they say like it's sort of you know it's not like a good meeting place for friends unless two of you just like feel like sitting there hanging out watching another person play a game for a while which you know i i don't play that many like arcade style games so that's pretty much what i ended up doing anyhow but it's it's yeah i don't know i i guess i just don't get the appeal maybe if i was more of a hardcore arcade gamer it would be something i would want to do but as it stands now it's just something that i feel like i would go to and then just sort of stand there drinking while someone else was doing something yeah i mean it's like nick said in the episode right like nobody fucking gives a shit about arcade games anymore yeah like nobody's out there like trying to beat high scores at like fruit ninja on the giant ipad or whatever exactly you know like if we like video games we all have nintendo switches now and play mario rabbit's kingdom battle or whatever (laughs) just what i've been spending my time on that's that's (laughs) like an arcade game right i don't know yeah there's there's a bar near me that's like uh lawn games type of place they've got like shuffleboard like i was talking about and like Ski ball and like giant Jenga and there's like so, mini golf on one floor, and I've been there three times and I have not once okay. played a lawn game. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I would be doing the same thing in your position, honestly. Yeah, like but I like, go there for like the vibe. Shuffleboard. So explain something to me. So I like I know what shuffleboard is in the sense that I know of it as like this large thing that you play on the floor. Is that what you're talking about? I think it's curling, but small. Okay, because, like, shuffleboard, what I'm familiar with, is where there's, like, it almost looks like a hopscotch, like, grid, but it looks, it's more triangular. Hmm. Is that what? No. Okay. This, this is, this is, like, a long, wooden bowling alley-looking table. Uh-huh. Or a bowling lane-looking table. Okay. And you have, there's, like, little pucks, and, like, a, I think, like, a thrower. And it's like huh. it's like curling where you like throw it. To, there's no broom people or anything, but uh-huh. you like chuck the puck down the table and like try to make it stop in the right hole or area or something. Okay, I'm gonna have to like look into this because it's an, not 
impossible that for my entire life I have not been clear on what shuffleboard actually is. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to have to do some research after this. Uh, everything I'm saying is with 90% certainty. I could be told when this comes out that that is not shuffleboard at all. <laughs> no, you, you, I, I'm willing to bank on you, frankly, more than I am. Mm, we'll so, find uh, out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if I'm right about shuffleboard, hashtag us on Twitter, shuffle yes. And if I'm and wrong if I'm about right shuffle- on shuffleboard... <laughs> Oh, just give me some gratification. That's all I care about. Yeah, just at Brendan and tell him he did a good job for once. Please? What are your pub faves? What's your favorite, like, arcade game or pub game that you will play out? Or are there just none? I feel like there aren't that many. I'm not terribly good at them. Like, I remember going to, um, like, I don't want to say a pool, like, like a pool hall obviously but yeah. you know bars where there were pool tables a lot in high school well yeah i guess after high school because if it was a bar <laughs> um but mom and dad but i'm, I'm not <laughs> terribly good at like billiards or anything like that so it, it was never something i would have done yeah so yeah like i, I don't know like what, what about like arcade like? games like air hockey ski ball like uh what are you ball. into i would do yeah ski ball yeah I'm a big air hockey fan as far as those games go, personally. I and enjoyed like the rarest foosball, one. but I feel like that's not something you get a whole lot of. I used to have a foosball like table. I had like I a too. nice foosball table in high school. We should yeah. play foosball. Because <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm like, I mean, I don't know anymore. I haven't played foosball in forever. But at the, for a while, I was like not bad at foosball because I had a table. Like, of course, I got good at foosball. Yeah, it was, it was just like something my friends and I would do whenever like I had them over. We would just play foosball in the basement because like we had a foosball table. For, I, like, I don't even know right. why we had a foosball table. Like my we got ours sure. from neighbors who bought okay. it and they didn't have room for it. <laughs> like, I feel like my parents bought it with like the express intent of it being like, oh, this is something the family will enjoy. But like, I can't think what I would have ever told them <laughs> growing up that made them think that like, yes, this is what I want. But like, you probably was, just became fun. a teen, and they were like, do we want them drinking in someone else's basement or playing foosball in ours? <laughs> exactly. That was probably it. I think what I think how we got ours was we were at this neighbor's house, and the dude was like – probably mentioned to my dad that he was like, oh, yeah, we got this foosball table. But like, we don't have room for it. It's a bummer. Like, I think I'm going to have to return it. And my Or like, we're like probably going to sell it or something. And my dad mm-hmm. was like, oh, man, you got a foosball table? And this other guy was probably like – why do you like want it? And my dad was probably like, yeah. And then we got a foosball table. I don't know. In college we had uh ping pong was the other cool thing. So I'm like, I used to say I'm good at ping pong. Mm-hmm. And then I met someone who like plays ping pong every week. Yeah. And he was like, Oh, you're good at ping pong. Like what kind of balls do you use? Like what's your paddle? Like what's your straw? And I was like, Oh, I'm, uh, I'm not great at ping pong. It turns out. But like, I'll 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 hold my own in ping pong against anyone who doesn't play weekly. You know what I mean? You would have no trouble against me. <laughs> I don't know. I love ping pong. I just don't get to like. I mean, when did when the fuck do you play ping pong? Exactly. Know. But I still love air hockey the most. I don't know. As far as drinking games, you do you, have you played drink? Have you played drinking games in the last like recently? <sighs> no, like not not since like college. I feel yeah. Like, I feel like it's 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 fun, and, like, I get the appeal to it, but, like, I don't need a reason to now, you know? Right. I'll just, like, binge drink as much as I want, exactly. and then I'll stop when I'm done. Right. I'm an adult. Yeah. But yeah, I remember doing, like, a power hour once, and that's really the only oh, hardcore God. thing I remember doing. 
I would never. I could never do a power hour. I don't like things where I'm like pressured to eat or drink something in a time period like that. Yeah, in I such mean, I, volume. I yeah, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't blame you. It it gets very intense. I will say point. I went to a bachelor party like three four weeks ago, mm-hmm. and we played Staxies there. What they call Staxies, okay, which is like a variant on uh, Flip Cup. Okay, uh, Flip Cup. No, it's That's a variant from... on Slap Cup. Okay. If you're familiar with that. It sounds familiar to me. Slap Cup is a drinking game where you're standing around a table and every... and there's two cups in play mm-hmm. and two ping pong balls that go with the cups. And when you get your ping pong ball in the cup, you pass it to the right. But if the person to your immediate right already has a cup, you slap it and then they have to drink. <laughs> there's a big pile of cups with a little bit of beer in them in the middle of the table and they have to take one drink it and then try to bounce their ping pong ball into that cup that feels like it would really try my limited hand-eye coordination now we played staxies where instead of slapping the cup you stack your cup onto their cup yeah which has the very the you know the variation of making it harder for them to then get their ball in because the cup got taller mm-hmm. and you're all drinking and getting more drunker which is a word. Well, it's um, fun. Yeah, it was fun. Definitely. I mean, I, the thing is, those were all college friends, and I haven't played drinking games since college oh. other than that. And it was fun as hell, but I yeah. would not do it on a regular basis. Yeah. Like, I'm not out here saying, like, we should play Slap Cup in my kitchen. I mean, maybe we should play Slap Cup in your kitchen. It probably would be fun, to be frank. Mm-hmm. Like, Pittsburgh. <laughs> there you go. Get our Airbnb. <laughs> with a dining room table it must have a dining room table Other, otherwise one of us will have to bring a folding table and you know those ball bouncing physics are going to be way off on your oh, folding tables I must say it's going to be a disaster it was fun as hell though like drinking games are fun like come on enjoy no, your life are. drinking no. games are fun uh, what'd you think of this episode? They, uh, they didn't, they, you know, they, whatever. They talked about the food. It's fine. It's buffet food. It's might, they might as well have been talking about the same food from the week before. I feel like. <laughs> well, Shakey's is just such a bizarre establishment. Like, See, I'm uh, convinced also, it's called Sharky's now. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. Sharky's is such a bizarre <laughs> establishment to me. Like we don't have them on the East coast, I think. Yeah. Right. Am I right? No, I don't think so. Okay. I've certainly not. Sorry. I've seen, uh, Sharky's. No, you've, I mean, you've never seen a Sharky's on the East no. coast, right? <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. The thing now I'm found... googling Sharkies as if that'll show me anything. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that I find like, well, when it was called Shakies, what I was really unsettled <laughs> by is the fact that it was a nickname for the like the owner who had nerve damage from that's a war. That's very and bad. So they called him Shakies, which I was just like, oh, like that's a yeah. Little... I don't like that one bit. Okay, so when I Google Shakies, yeah, uh, in my area, there is. Two results. One is Shaky Jake Stromboli Pizza in York, Pennsylvania, hey. which is 76 miles away. And the other is McGill's Famous Pizza and Buffet. No idea why Shakey's is coming up for that. That is, yeah, maybe they're just assuming that you want pizza, like a certain style of pizza restaurant. Yeah, maybe that is Shakey's. like a Shakey's adjacent location or yeah. something. And they are still open. Yeah. Out in well. Annandale. I'm just saying, Which, start driving. Yeah, well, that's that's where my girlfriend lives, so well, maybe I'll go to McGill's Famous Pizza and Buffet. <laughs> it is famous. <laughs> Otherwise, they couldn't say it. This is like two blocks away from a tofu place, I go, or a, like a Korean barbecue, not Korean barbecue, but a Korean restaurant that I go to. Well, now you have no there, excuse so. to go there. Uh, yeah. Or to not go there. Well, I do, because the Korean place is like right there, and it's real good. So that would do it. Yeah. I don't know. What'd you think of this episode? Let's uh, let's rate it. 
Um, this one was uh, this 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 it was a nice solid episode. I have to say, uh, Mile Mooney is always uh, always a pleasant <laughs> sort of person to have around. I think, and uh, yeah, you know, four out of five bad hashtags. Wow, wow. I thought this was a fun episode. I thought the subject matter was a little more exciting than uh, Hometown Buffet. Mm-hmm. Um, Shaky sounds like a fun place. Like it it's does. A, kind of an arcade game place. You get tickets. You get a buffet. You get some pizza. Like it sounds like fun. You know. Yeah. Um, I like Kyle. I think he's hilarious. Um, it seems clear that he has good chemistry with uh, Nick and Mitch, but also like he did not seem comfortable at all. <laughs> that is and, true chemistry maybe he had abstract chemistry but he didn't seem to have like immediate conversational chemistry and that kind of took me out of the episode like it had that aspect of like podcast guest who's not really comfortable in the place and even if it's an otherwise technically good episode of the show Mm -hmm. that takes me right out of it so for me i i found this episode to be just fine but nothing special i'm gonna give it three bad hashtags wow possible five Wow. Do you think it's like a lack of familiarity with the concept, maybe? I think maybe. I also think maybe someone who is less in the space of doing bits with their comedy friends all day. Yeah, that might be true. I have to imagine Kyle spends 12 hours a day, six days a week, doing SNL stuff. Yeah. And 16 of those hours are going to be, like, rehearsal stuff and, like, stuff like that. And the rest are going to be, like... You know, a, a week. I mean, six, right? Yeah. It's going to be like two full work days a week of like rehearsal and rehearsal prep and all of that. And it's just a lot of like mechanical comedy work. Like I feel like they work them very hard. And I'm sure in the rest of his free time, he just fucking hangs out and doesn't want to be doing bits. You know. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's my take. I don't know. I feel like I haven't heard anyone who had been on SNL. I feel like I haven't heard anyone who is currently on SNL also be a funny podcast guest. That's an interesting premise. I'm, I'd have to think about who is currently on SNL that I might have heard. I don't know. Bobby Mo- wasn't when Bobby Moynihan was on SNL. Yeah, you're right. He was also doing comedy bang bang, and he was yeah. great. Um, and then who charted had Beck Bennett right after he got fired, I think, because oh. Beck Bennett is friends with. Uh, Beck Bennett got fired, right, or was it the other guy? Uh, it was the. I thought it was the other guy. Who? What's mm. it? I can't pull his name. Was it the other white guy? Chase or something like Chase Crawford or something. I don't fucking Topher, Topher, Chet, Topher Grayson, Morris, <laughs> I don't How, know. Harold Howardson. Yeah. Who char- what are some uh, white people names? Brendan um, Drischler. Yeah, that guy. What a wasp. Uh, I'm googling who charted SNL. Uh, and I just got the Horatio Sands episode. Was it Colin Jost? Colin Jost is still on. No, isn't he? he's still on. Um, Maybe it uh, was Beck Bennett. I don't think it was though, because Beck Bennett's still on SNL. Yeah, you're right. Hold on, let's no, find like, out. There definitely was someone who I was familiar with that I was sort of like, oh wow, that's kind of surprising. Who was that dude? He was like a Beck Bennett type, but with blonde hair. White. They're all white. He was white. A white guy. A white guy. Oh kind my of god. Funny. See, this is like, why we need Brian. Brian's supposed to, like, know this shit. Yeah, Brian's, like, a comedy guy. Yeah, he He'll knows know how SNL. it all worked. Well... I guess he does have a purpose. I tried to scroll back in the Who Charted background, but um, the full archive of Who Charted is now on Stitcher Premium, so <laughs> I guess we'll never know. No, I'm sure there's one person listening who's screaming the name right now. Yeah, if you know who is the SNL white guy who was on Twitter... 
uh, or who was on who charted, tweet at us. What's a good hashtag yes. for this? <laughs> ha- hashtag he charted. There you go. I was going to say, if you know who it is, keep it to yourself. I don't want to feel <laughs> inadequate. Yeah, that's if if you don't know who it is. Yeah. You know what? Even if you do, I don't want to hear. You know, if you don't know who it, it is, ha- tweet tweet us at Pod and, and let us know me too. Hashtag me too. I also don't know who it is. <laughs> Brendan, did, we did a great job here doing a Full Boys episode with just the two of us. Oh, I can't believe we did that. <laughs> Listen, everyone always says consistency is the key with podcasts, which is why we took a year off. Yeah. Uh, what should we say? Follow us on Twitter at Pod. Absolutely. Um, Facebook.com slash Pod. Yep. Uh, send us drops, Foboys. <laughs> Wait, what is it? Oh, uh, drops at gmail.com. Did Brock um, register that? Oh, yeah. Rob's got that email. Okay, cool. Um, and if you have uh, feed bag questions, you can send them to us at foboyspod at gmail.com. If you would like to roast Brian, you can also send them to foboyspod at gmail.com. Yeah, send them to foboyspod at gmail.com. Do a roast Brian. Um, what else? Follow me on Twitter at Aaron Staley. Follow me on Twitter at Beedrish. I haven't used Twitter in a very long time at this point. <laughs> Support the Doughboys. Pay them. Pay the pay, their, pay for their Patreon. They deserve yep. it. Yep. Um, be good to those people. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen to the old boys and the right. boys double. Uh, anything else you want to cover, Brendan? Anything you want to plug, Brendan? <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I don't know. <laughs> do, never, don't you have another podcast? <laughs> yeah, I do have another podcast. Have, we've never talked about this on our on Faux Boys. No, I never mentioned it because it never comes <laughs> up. What's your other podcast? Yeah, I have another podcast. It's called Why Do We Watch This? It's where me and my friends Lee and Chris, we watch a bad movie. We make a theme cocktail for it. And we talk about what we liked, what we didn't like, and then how we would fix that movie if we were pitching it. That sounds delightful. Thank you. I hope I it is. Sh- so I should if listen that sounds to like that. something you'd like, uh, why did we watch this? It's it's. Sometimes you just have to pick the title that you all hate the least. It's a good title. Thank you. I think. <laughs> Would you guys have a website or something, or like a Twitter? Uh, website is www.dratpack.com. Dratpack.com? Yeah, it's that. just a general domain name we had purchased. <laughs> or facebook.com slash whywatchpodcast. That's awesome. Um, I used to have a podcast called uh, The Podcast Preview. You should still listen um, to it. Guys, download back episodes. They're not behind the paywall. They're not. They're totally free. I released 15 episodes. Um, I'm gonna. I should start calling that a limited run podcast. <laughs> no, that's a good. That's a good. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Uh, it's a limited run podcast where I interviewed podcasters I love. Um, I have episodes with the Doughboys. I interviewed the Doughboys. Um, who else? Uh, 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 who was the big one? Jesse Thorne. I interviewed Jesse yeah. Thorne. Well, I was my the Jesse Thorne for me, but yeah. Well, the Doughboys was huge. Obviously, the Jesse Thorne episode is like the piece of content i'm most proud of ever having created like i actually asked well because he's like a really good interviewer and i Mm -hmm. asked him like he said some stuff in this interview that i've never heard him say before and that i found really fascinating like about his experience as a millennial millennial creator and like a representative of millennials in a non-millennial kind of like creative space Mm -hmm. um it's super snooty just like the phrase (laughs) non-millennial creative not non-millennial creative space so if you like things like that um check that out there's other episodes too um listen to my episode with the doughboys if you like the doughboys you should definitely yeah. check that one out very Great good starting, episode starting point um and uh yeah that's uh, about enough blathering for me um yeah, me too thanks for listening to Boys. uh i'm aaron staley i'm brendan drischler happy listening bye see ya this podcast is a part of the benview network 
You can find this and other podcasts like it at BendUNetwork.com. I think we did a good job. Yeah, I think we did too, all considered. <laughs> we, we got up to an hour is the other thing. That's frankly what impressed me the most. I was anticipating this being like 30 minutes long. Yeah, I was really, I thought we would like be really pushing for it to get to 40 or something. Uh, oh, and Andrew, if you're listening, uh, you can keep this part in. Just put it like after the tag at the end. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah, our, our fans will like this. Oh, I have so many bad things to say about Brian I could include in this part, too. <laughs> Oh, yeah, and I've been meaning to trash Rob. <laughs> uh, yeah, all right. Uh, good job. Yeah, you too. <laughs> um, I will upload the audio online and message uh, Andrew in the <clears throat> thing. Okay. Uh, cool. All right, all have right. a good week. Talk to you in a yeah, couple weeks. Yeah, you too. All right, bye. Bye.